الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله ان الله خبير بما تعملون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن اعبد الناس او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected on my kiram brothers and elders every insan comes in this world for a fixed period of time nobody lives one moment beyond the time that has been fixed for him no person can go one moment before the time that is fixed for him allah taala has spelled this out in the quran sharif اذا جاء اجلهم لا يستاخرون ساعه ولا يستقدمون that when the appointed moment comes then it will not be possible to bring it one moment ahead of time or delay it for one moment so every person has come with a specified amount of time what is the amount of time only allah taala knows nobody knows when will his time be up and where he will go inna allaha indahu ilmu as-sa'a wa yunazzilu al-ghayth wa ya'lamu ma fi al-arham wa ma tadri nafsun madha taksibu ghada wa ma tadri nafsun bi ayyi ardin tamut nobody knows where he will meet his last moment where malakul maut will find him allah taala knows so every person has come he's come for this very short period very very temporary life so when he finishes off from this temporary life then what so every single human being no matter who he is every single person accepts unanimously that this time will come some day that that moment will come to him when he will have to leave this world nobody believes he is going to remain here forever after that again some people wrongly believe that that is the be all and end all there's nothing to do nothing to worry about thereafter but as a believer in allah tbaraka wa taala we obviously it is part of our iman that there is life after death that the person has to give an account of his deeds to allah taala on the day of qiyamah then there's jannat also there's jahannam also depending how a person lived his life that will determine where he finishes off So when this is the belief of a mu'min that there's an afterlife and there's a permanent life in the hereafter this life in dunya is very temporary we are here now allah knows best nobody can guarantee he'll leave this masjid alive nobody has a guarantee many a person enter the masjid and then his janaza was carried out indeed he was fortunate some person went to sleep and he didn't wake up in dunya the next morning the next morning he was being buried in the qabr somebody went hail and hearty to his business but his janaza came back home these are all day to day 
occurrences. So everyday thing we hear about. So others have gone, Allah knows best when our time is up. But the person who has this understanding, he will take heed that we have to all the time be preparing for our hereafter. Hence in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says to us, says to every person, says to every believer, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullah wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad. O you who believe, ittaqullah. The Quran Sharif is filled with this ittaqullah. One translation of this is, see Allah Ta'ala. But a more, a translation which expresses the spirit of this, is that, O oh, you who believe, become the friends of Allah Ta'ala. Because in another ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, In awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. The awliya of Allah Ta'ala, the friends of Allah Ta'ala, are the muttaqoon, the people of taqwa. And repeatedly Allah Ta'ala is addressing us and saying, Ittaqullah, Ittaqullah. Become my friends. Allah Ta'ala is extending a hand of friendship to each banda of his, each servant of his. Allah Ta'ala is inviting each one to become his friend. Allah Ta'ala says, Ittaqullah wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad. Let every person see what he has he sent for, for tomorrow. Every person is concerned about tomorrow. Concerned about the future. But our concern about the future is for a very limited future. A future which is very uncertain. A person is planning, is planning for the child, that this child is going to grow up, and then he's going to someday uh, graduate or something, and then he's going to get married, and then he will do this or that and the other. So from now I have to plan for all these details. So now the child is barely born, the person is already planning how he can extend his house to accommodate this child someday, when he gets married. But how often that parent buries that child. So he has long plans, he has plans for himself. That This is a five year plan and then by that time I would have achieved this much more and then I will do so much more and sort that out and then I will do the, buy that property and do this investment and long long ambitions and plans as in one hadith sharif Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa explained this by means of a little diagram drew a diagram on the sand a box and then one line going all the way out of the box from the bottom of that box all the way through the top all the way out and then smaller lines from the side coming towards it towards the line in the center just going all the way out of the box Abhi Slausam drew this diagram in the sand and then explained to the Sahaba Ikram that this box this is the life of insan. Every person has come, his box is already drawn out. But this line that goes all the way from the bottom right through the top, these are his never-ending ambitions, his never-ending aspirations of dunya, his long-term plans. But meanwhile his box is already finished there, his line is going way above. His ambitions are for the next 50 years. Malakul Moth is already waiting for him in the next 50 minutes. But his ambitions are very long, very far. 
And all these small, small things are the various calamities and hardships and challenges that come in dunya. But he somehow gets past them. But then there's a roof. He can't get past that. That's molecule moth waiting. But insan's ambitions go way beyond that. Now we are still planning for all these long-term futures which will never be seen. But there's a permanent future of akhirat. That permanent future of akhirat is something we neglect. That we don't plan for. We plan for the future of dunya for our children, which they may see part of it, may not see part of it. We plan for our futures of dunya, which we may see some of it, may never see most of it sometimes. But that akhirat, everyone is going to see it. And it's permanent. So now while insan is busy trying to make his dunya into a little jannah, and trying to entertain himself in this dunya, and trying to make merry with all the luxuries and comforts, and trying to enhance his so-called quality of life with the material things of dunya, meanwhile the clock is ticking closer to his death. And by the time he has just finished setting everything up, time has passed. One alim was explaining one incident in England, one person built his dream home. He built his dream home after a long time of saving up and whatever, and then it took a long time for the construction. And after this dream home was built, he invited all his friends and family for the grand opening of the dream home after the Juma Salah. But he passed away in the masjid, he never got to the house. Everybody was invited to attend that grand function, they attended his janazah. These are the realities of life. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, look whatever necessities of dunya you'll carry on with. But tanzur nafsumma qaddamat lighad. Worry about the eternal future. The eternal future of akhirat. That must be the priority. Then whatever else has to happen will carry on. So now this is the biggest concern that an insan should have. His eternal future of akhirat. And in order to make him successful in that eternal future of akhirat, so that he can gain that eternal jannat, gain the pleasure of Allah wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala blessed him in this dunya with the guidance that he needs. The guidance in the form of the Quran Sharif, the guidance that came through Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that you follow this guidance and inshallah you'll reach that eternal jannat. Now this is the concern that every person should have all the time, akhirat, what's going to be my end result? Every now and again to bring this to mind, to take time to consciously think about this hereafter. Those who Allah Ta'ala had blessed with this, like sometimes insan, every small thing triggers some thought in his mind. Depending what's in his heart, accordingly it will trigger something. He sees something, it will trigger some thought, well, this looks like a very good thing to get into, this industry. Because something is in his heart, so it might be something nobody else thought about, but he just saw something, somebody doing something, somebody wearing something, and it triggers a thought in his mind, this is something to get into. This is a very lucrative thing. Something just triggers his mind that he thinks about some thing that he can manufacture. So likewise, those who Allah Ta'ala blessed with that concern of akhirat, every little thing used to trigger their minds in that direction. Rabia Basriya, she sits down to eat, 
and somebody presents a roasted chicken. So now when the roasted chicken is presented in front of her, she bursts out crying. So now that was a very surprising thing. Is this something to cry about? A roasted chicken, something good? Allah's na'mat. So it was not that she was being ungrateful for the na'mat of Allah Ta'ala. But like that thought gets triggered in the mind. Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha. Some food was presented to her, she burst out crying. So somebody asked her, what is this? So whenever I eat to my full, then I just suddenly feel like crying, but then I can't even hold it. I just burst into tears. So why, what's the problem? Why? If you eat to your full, meaning whatever your need was, it's Allah Ta'ala's na'mat, she just indeed. But my thought just immediately goes to the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that way he didn't even get enough of poor quality dates to fill his stomach. And his life passed like that. So whenever I eat to my full, my mind goes in that direction. And then I can't hold my emotions. So likewise, Rabia Basriya, Rahmatullah this roasted chicken is presented in front of her, and she just bursts out crying. Ask her, what, what is the problem? She says, well, my mind went somewhere else. My mind went to this, that how fortunate this chicken is, that it was first slotted in a halal manner, correct manner, made it halal. It was slotted first. After it was slotted, its life was gone. It was lifeless. Now, after it was lifeless, then it was now skinned, de-feathered, then skinned, and then it was roasted. It was put into the fire and roasted. But at the time when it was being roasted, it was lifeless. It was already slotted. Zabah was made. So the life was gone. So now it was being roasted, it was lifeless. So it meant nothing to it. Allah forbid, if I don't get forgiven by Allah Ta'ala, and I'm thrown into Jahannam, I'll get roasted alive. So I'm contemplating on this, that how fortunate this chicken is. At the time of his roasting, it was lifeless. And my time comes, Allah forbid, what will be the case if I am not saved from Jahannam? No. Now this, this was the concern of Akhirat. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with that hidayat and guidance, that a person wants to gain that eternal Jannat, then there's that guidance Allah Ta'ala has given in the Quran Sharif. Allah Ta'ala has given us via Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that is what we have to hold on to very, very steadfastly. The Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala blessed us with, Starts off right at the beginning after Surah Al-Fatiha. Alif Lam Neem Zalik Al-Kitabul Araybafi Hudallil Muttaqeen. That this Quran Sharif is Hidayat for the Muttaqeen. It's guidance and Hidayat, book of Hidayat for those who are the friends of Allah Ta'ala, Muttaqeen. Meaning those who want to become Allah Ta'ala's friends. This is their syllabus. That now if they hold on to this, they follow this. They will become the friends of Allah Ta'ala. And who are these people? So this is right at the beginning of the Quran Sharif. Allah Ta'ala first says, Alladheena yu'minuna bil ghaib. Their iman. They have iman in the unseen. All the things Allah Ta'ala has commanded. Everything that is required to have iman on. Alladheena yu'minuna bil ghaib. Now this is right at the beginning of the Quran Sharif. Immediately thereafter, وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ Iman, immediately after Iman, Salah. salah. Right at the beginning of the Quran Sharif. The opening ayat. Suratul Fatiha is Ummul Kitab. 
That is the summary of the whole Quran Sharif. Now commences Surah Al-Baqarah. In Surah Al-Fatiha, every Salah, every Rakat, we are reciting Surah Al-Fatiha, making Dua, Ihdina Sirat Al-Mustaqeem. Allah guide us to the state path. So now the answer to that comes. You want the state path? There's a state path. Tudalikal Kitabu La Raybafi. This Quran Sharif, which in, there is no doubt in it. This is the Kitab of Guidance. Hudal Lil Muttaqeen. You want Hidayat? There's the Hidayat. But who's going to receive this Hidayat? First is Iman. And then immediately thereafter, وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ And they establish Salah. This is right at the beginning of the Quran Sharif. And then throughout the Quran Sharif, hundreds of times, you'll find Iqamate Salah. أَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ يُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ You'll find repeatedly the aspect of Salah and people performing Salah and the importance of Salah. Right till the last para. Perform Salah for your Rabb. From the beginning to the end. Salah. And Allah Ta'ala has kept everything in the Salah for us. And this Salah is not just a by the way thing. This was the highlight in the lives of all the Anbiya Ali Can we imagine Ibrahim Ali he is being commanded by Allah Ta'ala, leave your wife and child in this barren place and go away. So now he does as he's commanded. But now when he leaves from there, he comes aside and he's making dua to Allah Ta'ala. Rabbana inni askantum min zurriyati biwadin ghayridi zar'in inda baytikal muharram. And I've left them here by this place where there's nothing growing here. Biwadin ghayridi zar'a, barren place. Why? On your order, Allah, liyuqimu salah. So that they may establish salah. Can you imagine? He's leaving his wife and child in a place where there's no idea how they're going to survive. Because there's no means of survival present there. So all the risks that a person can think about, and all the fear factors, and all the most... Uh, disturbing dangers that he can think about. All that is existing there. Because they're going to be left alone. There's no food. There's no water. There's no security. There's no means of protecting themselves from animals as to attack them. Everything of danger is all around. And all the means of survival are non-existent. Whatever little provisions they have will finish off just now. So what he starts off with? رَبَّنَا لِيُقِيمُ salah. First is salah. And after having put salah in place, فَجْعَلْ أَفْئِدَةً مِّنَ النَّاسِ تَهْوِي إِلَيْهِمْ Allah, they'll need some company, they'll need some security also. They'll need people around them. Allah, you make the hearts of people inclined towards them. And then they will need some means of survival as well. وَرْزُقْهُمْ مِّنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَشْكُرُونَ Allah, give them the rizq that is necessary for them too. But started off with salah. Before food also salah. Before sick. Security also salah. Musa alayhi salatu salam, he goes to the mountain. And that's where he gets nubuwad. He thought he's going to get some fire. And he comes to the mountain. And suddenly, Allah ta'ala speaks to him. Musa alayhi salatu salam was kalimullah. Innaka bil wadil muqaddasi tuwa. 
there is none worthy of worship besides me. Fa'budni wa'aqimi salata li dhikri. Bas. Worship me. Worship is all comprehensive. But highlight of the worship, wa'aqimi salata li dhikri. And establish salah for my remembrance. In this very special moment, this command of Allah Ta'ala. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam is a little baby. And Hazrat Maryam radiallahu ta'ala anha, this child was born to her miraculously without any father. And now she comes with this child. So people can't understand anything else. They start pointing fingers at her. How could you have do, done this? Your father was not a bad person. Your parents gave you a good upbringing. How did you go and do such a thing? But now, how does she explain? So Allah Ta'ala gave the child, the little baby, gave that baby the power to speak. Because how else will these people believe? Now in that period of life when the child never speaks, now this little baby starts speaking. قَالَ inni Abdullah, آتَانِيَ الْكِتَابِ وَجَعَلَنِي نَبِيَّا وَجَعَلَنِي مُبَارَكًا أَيْنَمَا كُنْتُ First he's introducing himself. إِنِّي Abdullah, I'm the servant of Allah Ta'ala. I'm not... Ibnullah, I'm not the son of Allah Ta'ala, I'm the slave of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has no partner, Allah Ta'ala has no son, Allah Ta'ala has no children. I'm Abdullah, I'm the slave of Allah Ta'ala. Atani al-kitab, meaning this is going to happen in time. Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with a kitab, waja'alani nabiyya, and has conferred nubuwat and prophethood upon me. Waja'alani mubarakan aynama kunt. Allah Ta'ala has made me a source of barakat wherever I will be. Source of barakat in every sense. And then, then what? He's still a baby. Allah has commanded me with salah and zakat till my last breath. The little baby still. But what will be his? That baby is not responsible for anything. When he comes of age, then he'll be responsible. But from now, Allah is bringing it on his tongue. This is the command. And then comes all the other of the Ali Musalam, similar situation will find. But to come to the peak of it, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the various ahkam and laws of Allah ta'ala revealed to him while he's walking on the face of this earth. Zakat while he's walking on the face of this earth, fasting while he's walking on the face of this earth, hajj on the earth, and all the various ahkam and laws of mu'amalat and mu'asharat. And every other aspect of deen. But when the time came to confer salah on the ummah and confer salah to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa this had to be done in a very special manner. And for that, this miraculous journey of mi'raj took place. And beyond the seven heavens, where Jibreel sallallahu alayhi wa couldn't go to, to that point Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa went. And at that point, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala conferred him with salah. That this is the gift to you and your ummah. 
Now this is that salah that Allah Ta'ala blessed us with, which is the protection for everything that we want. Protection of our deen, protection of our dunya. The protection of our akhirat lies in the salah. To the extent that the salah is given its due importance, to that extent the person will find everything falling in place for him. He wants his rizq. Allah Ta'ala has placed that rizq also through his salah. وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا لَا نَسْأَلُكَ رِزْقًا نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُكَ وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلتَّقْوَىٰ Allah Ta'ala says, وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ That you enjoin salah upon your household, upon the people of your home, your family. Everybody should be made to perform the salah. Everybody should be encouraged. It's not that, well, I did my duty. No, Allah Ta'ala is giving us the command. وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ Command your people of your household to perform their salah and you also be very punctual upon it wastabir alayha atala immediately thereafter says la nas'aluka rizqa we don't ask you to give us rizq we are the ones who provide the rizq nahnu narzuquk that now the person thinks now i'm going to close my shop to go for salah i'm going to leave my job to go for salah then my few customers will get lost and i'll lose out on my income allah tala says your income doesn't come from there that's just the means we are the providers. And when we wish, we'll provide through those means. If we wish, nothing will come through those means too. Allah Ta'ala says, we'll give you the barakat of salah. You bring salah in your life, we'll put barakat in all your means also. Person wants comfort in his life. Nabi Sallallahu said, salah. The comfort of my eyes is in salah. Comfort of the eyes is an expression of happiness, my real joy, my comfort, my solace, my happiness is in salah. Nabi Islam says to Hazrat Bilal, Arihna ya Bilal, O Bilal, give us the indication of salah that the time has come and give us comfort with this. Allah forbid we hear the azan and it becomes sound sometimes like a burden to us. That now I have to go back to the masjid. Whereas that our dunya also, our akhirat also, the day of qiyamah, all this is in the salah. The person whose heart is attached to the masjid, he will gain the shade of the arsh of Allah on the day of qiyamah. One is salah, and all the importance of salah that we have repeatedly heard in so many of the ahadith, ayat of the Quran Sharif and the ahadith of Rasulullah wasallam, and then together with salah is the masjid, the house of Allah Ta'ala. The importance of salah is obviously at its peak, the greatest fundamental of deen, after iman, the first thing that will be questioned about on the day of qiyamah. But unfortunately salah is taken like a by the way thing, we do it, we do it haphazardly, we might do it, we do it on time. Whereas, one sahabi asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa a'mali afdal, Allah. The sahaba were extremely eager, they wanted to do what is best to get closest to Allah Ta'ala. They were all the time very eager for a promotion. They were also very eager for promotions. You find a person now working somewhere, he starts working harder sometimes. And he starts working even overtime. And he's going out of his way. Why? Because he's working in a corporate world or he's working in some place where there's a scope for promotion. So now he's superior, somebody else who's now responsible for his work. They are observing now, they are watching what he's doing and how he's producing 
and what are the targets he's meeting. So now he stands in line for a promotion. So now for the promotion, the person works overtime. For the promotion, the person comes before time. For the promotion, the person works double. Why? Because he's very, very desirous of that promotion. So now the Sahaba also were very desirous of promotion. What promotion? Promotion in the court of Allah Ta'ala. To get closer to Allah Ta'ala. And for us he is that if we've just done it somehow, in time, out of time, that to Allah Ta'ala should Na'uzubillah be grateful to us. So the promotion now, the Sahabi asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is the most beloved action to Allah Ta'ala, most virtuous to Allah Ta'ala. So on this particular occasion, the first thing Nabi Sallallahu mentions, As-salatu ala waqtiha. Performing salah in proper time. This brings a person closest to Allah Ta'ala. Salah in its time. And then salah in its time, for baligh males, it is wajib to perform it in the house of Allah Ta'ala. Allah's house, salah for Allah Ta'ala, in the house of Allah Ta'ala. إِنَّمَا يَعْمُرُ مَسَادِدَ اللَّهِ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَأَقَامَ الصَّلَاةِ وَآتَ الزَّكَاةِ وَلَمْ يَخْشَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ فَعَسَى أُولَائِكَ يَكُونُوا مِنَ الْمُهْتَدِينَ Allah Ta'ala says, these are the people that inhabit and they populate the house of Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala. Ya'mur also refers to building the house of Allah Ta'ala. It's also referred to being the people of the house of Allah Ta'ala. Who are these people? Those who establish salah. They are the inhabitants of the house of Allah Ta'ala. They are the ones who truly build it. They are the life of the house of Allah Ta'ala. The house of Allah Ta'ala is not the, the true beauty of the house of Allah Ta'ala. is not all the trimmings and trappings. That is the secondary thing. In fact, that in one hadith sharif, Rasulullah says, before Qiyamah this will become a competition. People would compete with one another in how they can beautify the masjid. But it will be desolate. So that's not beauty. The real beauty, not that the masjid should be drab, but the real beauty is the musalli of the masjid. The beauty of the masjid is the musalli. And this is such a great thing that Nabi Islam says, you see somebody regular in the masjid, fashhadu lahu bil iman. You can testify to the iman in his heart. Who can see the iman in somebody's heart? Nobody can see it. But he's somebody regular in the masjid, you can bear testimony on that basis that he has iman. Because Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran Sharif, Nabi Islam then read the same ayat, innama ya'muru masajid Allah man amana billah. Only those people who inhabit, only those people inhabit the houses of Allah Ta'ala. First quality is man amana billah, who have iman in Allah Ta'ala. And they establish salah. So Allah Ta'ala extended this hand of friendship to us. Allah Ta'ala is saying, you want to become my friend? It's not going to happen without salah. And it's not going to happen without salah in the masjid for those who have to make it in the masjid. For whom it's wajib. This is such an important aspect. That on occasion Rasulullah expressed his desire. That it was my desire that I asked somebody else to perform the salah. So that I can go and see who is not coming to the masjid. Who had to be in the masjid but was not there. That I may then burn their homes down. Salah was a thing that really comforted Rasulullah 
And anything that disrupted Salah was the greatest disturbance. In one battle, the battle became so fierce and raged so heavily that some Salah became Qaza. It was not possible to stop facing the enemy. It was before the command of how Salatul Khawf should be performed was revealed. So now some Salah got missed in time. Because this was such a situation which was beyond any control. Nabi Islam was so disturbed, Rahmatul Alameen, but yet at that time, what came on his tongue was, Mala Allahu Kuburahum wa Buyutahum Nara. Mala Allahu Buyutahum wa Kuburahum Nara. Allah Ta'ala filled their homes and graves with fire. Shahaluna Anis Salah. They held us back from our salah. Can we imagine if Nabi Islam had to see our situation? This came on his Mubarak tongue. These people became an obstacle in our salah. Mana Allahu buyutahum wa quburahum nara. Allah Ta'ala filled their homes and graves with fire. Meaning unless they make toba and come back. Otherwise this is their end result. So this was the importance Rasulullah gave. He gave so many of the virtues and gave the other side of it also. The dangers of neglecting salah, neglecting salah with jama'ah, abandoning the masjid. These are all very dangerous things. The masjid, the masjid is the most beloved of all places to Allah Ta'ala. The most beloved of all places on earth to Allah Ta'ala are the masjids. And Allah Ta'ala is Rabbul Alameen. And Allah Ta'ala is the controller of the universe. So the places that are most beloved to Him can only be the safest places on earth. If there's safety and security in any place, it will be in the house of Allah Ta'ala. Especially from invisible enemies. So the house of Allah Ta'ala. Hadith Sharif Nabi Islam says, Man ghada ila al-masjidi awraah a'adda Allahu lahu nuzulan person comes to the masjid every time that he comes Allah Ta'ala prepares a spread for him a dastarkhan for him in Jannat every time he comes and goes this dastarkhan is laid out for him which means that he is headed for Jannat the person leaves his home man kharaja bin baytihi mutatahhiran ila salatin maktubatin the person leaves his home with wudu towards the masjid for salah. The reason he's coming out for his home of his home is for salah. That's his purpose. Then for ajruhu ajril hajil muhrim. His reward is like a person walking to Hajj in Ihram. On Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah says the person made wudu in his home, left for the masjid. Every step she takes, every time he lifts his right leg. One stage is raised for him every time he sets a step down on the ground. One sin is forgiven. Every step that he takes is getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. This doesn't happen by staying at home. This happens by coming to the masjid. The person who leaves his home with wudu for salah, as long as he comes to the masjid and he's still in the masjid, he's waiting for salah still. There's still a while before salah, he's already in the masjid. Salah is over now, he's still sitting in the masjid. This entire duration, he sat half an hour before Salah in the Masjid, 
He said after salah for another half an hour, all the time that he took to come to the masjid in wudu, all this he is counted as if he is in salah. He is getting rewarded all this duration of time for salah itself. Whereas he was sitting in the masjid, he was just perhaps making some tasbih also, maybe not even reciting anything, but he was being counted as if he was in salah. And then after salah, he remains sitting in his place for a short while too. As long as he is there, as long as he hasn't broken his wudu, the malaika are making dua for him. Allahumma khfillahu, Allahumma rahamhu. It was a very great alim muhaddith, Allama bin Nuri rahmatullah alayhi. Once, somebody is sitting next to him, and they are hearing, he's just saying, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. So it was surprising, now only somebody is making dua, then you'll say Ameen. Or you making dua on your own, you'll make dua, then you won't be saying Ameen. Now nobody is making dua aloud around him here. He is sitting here and he is saying Ameen. He is not making dua at this moment. He is saying Ameen, Ameen. So this is a bit surprising. So after a while when he woke up, they asked him, you are saying Ameen repeatedly? He said, haven't you remembered that Hadith Sharif? As long as a person is sitting in his place till after Salah and he is still in a state of wudu, the Malaika are making dua for him. Allahumma khfillahu, Allahumma rahamhu. I was conscious of this. That the malaika are making dua for me. So I was saying Ameen. So I was now giving that little time. Now this is the person whose heart is attached to the masjid. Like that hadith sharif that started when Nabi Salaam says, seven people, seven categories of people will be given the shade of the arsh of Allah on the day of Qiyamah. That day when people will be drowning in their perspiration due to their sins. The, the greatness of this ni'mat will only be truly understood on that day. And among these seven categories of people, one person, one category, Rasulullah mentions that وَرَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ That person whose heart is attached to the masjid. His heart is attached to the house of Allah Ta'ala. Because in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Salaam says, the person who comes to the masjid is the guest of Allah Ta'ala. And it is upon the host to honor the guest. So what Allah Ta'ala will shower upon his guest, what can be imagined? All this happens in the house of Allah Ta'ala. It doesn't happen anywhere else. It doesn't happen in anybody else's house. It doesn't happen in anybody else's business. In fact, in the Hadith Sharif, very clearly Nabi Salaam says, Man man salata fi jama'atin, salatul rajuli fi jama'atin, tazitu salatahu fi baytihi wa fi suqihi, bid'aw wa ishrina darajatan. The person salah with jama'ah. One is salah with jama'ah. And that is being compared to what? To his salah at home. In other words, salah with jama'ah, the concept in that time was only in the masjid. There was no other salah with jama'ah anywhere else. His salah with jama'ah in the masjid is greater than his salah at home, his salah in his business, in the marketplace, greater by 27 times. Now 27 times more profit a person can make Instead of 1 million, he gets 27 million. So every person says that even if he's not 27 times, he's 5 times also is enough. Allah Ta'ala is saying 27 times more reward. All this happens in the house of Allah Ta'ala. So now this is a sign of Iman. This is what we have to now bring alive and keep alive. Whatever happened in the interim, which was beyond our control and beyond our... This was not in our choice at all, beyond our control, but that has passed now. Now the house of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala keep it that this never ever happens again. 
that where the house of Allah Ta'ala had to be empty. That this happens and remains till Qiyamah that the house of Allah Ta'ala is forever full. As Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala will finish off on this. He once addressed the Sahaba of the time who were present and the people of the time and he said to them that Man sarrahu ghadan musliman That if somebody wants to wake up tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah as a Muslim Subhanallah, can we imagine? He wants to wake up tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah as a Muslim Then فَلْيُحَافِذْ عَلَى هَاُلَاءِ الصَّلَوَاتِ حَيْثُ يُنَادَى بِهِنْ Then let him punctually perform his salah where the azan is called out, meaning the masjid. Because that's where the azan is called out, five times a day. And where Allah Ta'ala's call is given out, Hayya ala salah, Hayya ala falah. So you perform your salah in the house of Allah Ta'ala. If you want to wake up as a Muslim tomorrow. And then he says that Allah Ta'ala has given Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the pathways of hidayat, the ways of hidayat. فَإِنَّهُنَّ مِن سُنَنِ الْهُدَى and performing salah with jama'ah in the masjid is part of the, among the things of the pathways of hidayat. And then further he says that وَلَوْ تَرَكْتُمْ مَسَاجِدَكُمْ وَصَلَّيْتُمْ فِي بُيُوتِكُمْ وَلَوْ صَلَّيْتُمْ فِي بُيُوتِكُمْ وَتَرَكْتُمْ مَسَاجِدَكُمْ تَرَكْتُمْ سُنَّةَ نَبِيِّكُمْ وَلَوْ تَرَكْتُمْ سُنَّةَ نَبِيِّكُمْ لَضَلَلْتُمْ That if you start performing your salah in your homes and you abandon the house of Allah Taala you will be leaving out the way of your Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And you leave out his Mubarak way, you'll go astray. Now you're not saying that you'll, if you miss your salah, you'll go astray. If you stop performing your salah with jama'ah in the masjid, the words of Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala, very great ranking sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because this will start bringing the chain reaction. When the masjid is now left out, then that fervor of iman will start dropping. So today it will be salah with jama'ah that is omitted. Tomorrow that salah will become qaza. And after some time that qaza also won't be made and won't even, nothing will even cross the heart and mind also what happened. And if the salah somehow is still made, but that fervor of iman will keep dropping. So as a result, the other branches of iman will keep also getting neglected. The person's mu'amalat will become neglected. He'll be conducting his mu'amalat in the wrong way then. His mu'asharat and social life will go in a different direction. His akhlaq will keep dropping. Everything of deen will start suffering. Because salah is the safeguard of everything. And the salah with jama'ah. So we have to bring this alive, bring it alive in our own lives. Keep the masjid, the house of Allah Ta'ala abad and all the time full make the effort to bring others into the house of Allah Taala. bring salah alive in every home that the women folk are performing the salah on time and the spirit of salah is alive in our lives alive in our communities alive in the entire ummah this is the safeguard, this is the means of protection in the Quran Sharif Allah Taala has connected salah to everything you want help? وَاسْتَعِينُوا sabri was salah everything with salah Allah give us a tawfiq that we become very conscious of our salah, very punctual on our salah, five times a day with jama'ah in the masjid, unless something which is valid in sharia, there is a valid excuse, otherwise till his last moments of life. We will leave off on this. Allah Ta'ala make this ring in my heart and make it ring in all our hearts.
that Rasulullah in his last moments of life on earth, his last advice to the Ummah, advice, his wasiyat, his wasiyat, his plea, his impassioned plea to the Ummah, As-salah wa ma malakat aymanukum, As-salah wa ma malakat aymanukum. Allah Ta'ala makes this ring at every moment in our lives. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is leaving dunya. Can you imagine the scene? He's leaving dunya. And his concern, he's now leaving with this parting words to his ummad. As-salah, be very careful and conscious about your salah. That kind of salah which Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught. The salah in that place where Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught. That for whom it is wajib in the masjid, he's making in the masjid. As-salah, be conscious of your salah and your treatment of your slaves. So these were the last, among the last words of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Let us take his last words to heart. Let us make sure that our salah is given the highest importance and priority in our lives. Likewise, in our homes, we make the effort in our communities. We bring salah alive in our own lives, in the lives of others also. Allah tabarak wa taala accept us and be pleased with us. Allah taala keep us with iman, take us with iman, and raise us on the day of qiyamah with iman. Waakhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير